Good to have you back at IDA's podcast. My name is Emma Ruares, and for this last episode of the year, I have with me Carla Romeo Dolmau, co-author of the book Collaborative Transformation. As IDH, we have spent the last 10 years with our partners, learning and gathering knowledge on what works and what does not work to make change within the complexity of international trade. Today, we want to share with you a fraction of the book, covering the five dimensions of collaborative transformation and diving into a few inspiring examples. Now, I'll give the word to Carla. My name is Carla, Carla Romeo Dalmao. I joined IDH more than two years ago. I come from academia myself. I was eight years uh, working as a researcher in agriculture and sustainability before joining IDH. So today we will be talking about the book that uh, at IDH we have written, which is called Collaborative Transformation, The Art of Making International Trade More Sustainable. This has been a fun process. We started this work early last year. Uh, it was a core team of four of us, including uh, myself and Joost, the CEO of, of IDH. We thought as, I, as IDH, we uh, position ourselves as a learning partner. So we wanted to create this learning product for us and for our partners to try to conceptualize what we have been learning during, during the last 10, 10 years. So this book gave us the opportunity to stop and reflect because we are also busy as practitioners, IDH and our, our partners on implementing, on delivering, on making things happen, making change happen that sometimes it's difficult to find the time to reflect. So we wanted to give ourselves and our partners the opportunity for this. We have, what we have done is reflect on these last 10 years, which mechanism we found that work for us in this journey of collective transformation. So we are in the business of wicked problems. We are in the business of very complex issues. How do we solve them? Uh, we all realize with our partners, we need collaborative transformation. But on the way, it seems that the solutions that we are finding can be considered as clumsy. We more often realize the solution was the right one after we have done it and after it has worked. We cannot do it alone. Nobody can do it on its own. So it requires the collaboration of different players with different interests. That includes the public sector, the private sector, NGOs, local organizations in India, in Africa, international organizations, we all need to work together. So we wanted to stop and reflect, okay, which of these clumsy solutions actually have worked more than once? So this book, uh, what brings is this tacit knowledge, this knowledge that is in the mind of all practitioners that work towards sustainability. It's in the mind of IDH people, but also in the minds of all our partners, we wanted to help all of us to bring a bit of concept on that, to bring a bit of better framing, because first it helps ourselves, but it also helps people that's coming, uh, our next practitioners, our next sustainability makers, if I can put it that way. So what we do in this book is design this language, create these concepts and design uh, a language as easy as possible. It is not a step-by-step -step cookbook. So it's not a, like a recipe of our grandma that you just take it and follow step one, step five, until step 10, and then you have a great soup. It's, it's not the case. We explain five, the, what we call dimensions, on what do we think it is key on this collaborative transformation. 
The relational dimension uh, is about creating these strong and effective coalitions that are key for cooperative transformation. This means how do we create this, this group of people that's going to bring this change? What we have identified that it works, it is to start with an inner group. So to start with high power individuals or high motivated, but also that have a bit of power within the sector. So these are typically the ones that would start this relational dimension, that would start this, this coalition. So it all starts with this inner group, which then they have to find a way to make this uh, group broader because we want to change the cocoa sector. It's not enough to have three companies and two NGOs together, right? We need something bigger than that. So what we explain is this relational dimension is what we have discovered that it works to create this dance. Uh, I like it to put it in, in a way, it's like dancing tango. So maybe maybe to start with two people dancing together, that could be the inner group, but then little by little, you want to bring more people on the floor. You want all of them dancing together. So how to create this energy of everybody dancing together. So an, an interesting part of this dimension is the criterion, who do you choose to dance with? And we have learned over the years that it's important to find your partners that are also enthusiast, that uh, also uh, love to dance tango with you. But then we also need powerful players and, and players that can complement each other. So we are looking for three types of, of partners in this journey. Enthusiast, powerful in terms of money or in terms of influence, and complementary players. Players that maybe in the local, but also on the global level. So the discursive dimension, um, it is about creating this discourse on the future that we all want to work towards. So it's about framing the future so you can get all your partners behind this, this framing. In the process of creating this discourse, we have realized that it's very important to look back in time. So even though you are trying to frame the future, you are framing a vision, it is key to go back in time and look at what worked and what didn't work. Because we have learned over the, of the years that if you don't look at the past, if you don't acknowledge that some things didn't work, being honest and empathic on what didn't work for you, but also for the players that you want to, to bring in your partnership, if you don't do that, then it's very difficult to look ahead. You will get stuck uh, on failures. You will get struck, uh, stuck on frustration. So our learning on this discursive dimension is, yeah, frame for the future, but being empathic of what the others have done already and didn't work. So this will help bring the energy back of these key players. If you recognize, hey, guys, you failed before. We also failed before, but failure is normal because we are in the business of something so complex that if we don't fail, it's because we are not being ambitious enough. So in the institutional dimension, it is about having structure. We have the right people on the team, we have, uh, or in the coalition, we have the right framework. We also need structure. We need uh, to find a way on how we work between each other. As I said at the beginning, we are all coming from different sectors, from different interests, and from different even vision sometimes. So we need to find a way to create order 
And we realized it is was because we lack structure. At the end of the day, you have to say, hey, you do that and I do that and I'm responsible uh, as a steering committee and this other organization as, is responsible as the working group number one and you need to create all these institutional arrangements to be able to, to work together. So this is finding this balancing act to have enough order to enable action, but at the same time, not creating too rigid structures that may slow down process. So in a way, is finding the sweet spot between order and chaos. On the reflective dimension, it's the dimension about recognizing the importance of constantly learning. As we say, we are in a very difficult um, business. The solutions only become obvious after things have ended. So that means that you have to constantly get this time to stop and think. So that's the key of this reflective dimension. We need to, uh, to discover things that maybe we are not looking at to discover the hidden dynamics of why we are not going forward. You have to deliberately take the time to stop and think. A, good, a nice example of how important the reflective dimension was for, for IDH, for our program, uh, is in our work in, in the Mao Forest in Kenya. Uh, there we were asked by our partners to, to help uh, join efforts to stop deforestation in this forest. And to start with that, we organized research to really understand where, which were the root causes of deforestation. And it came as a big surprise, not only for IDH, but for all of our partners, that actually one of the main drivers of deforestation was the fact that there was more than 20,000 cows and other related animals in the forest using the forest every day, 20,000 animals. And half of them were even living in the forest. So that was proven to be one of the main drivers of deforestation. This helped us a lot, a lot inform our action. And I particularly like this, because I, as I said at the beginning, I come from academia myself. And one of my reasons to leave academia and join IDH was to bridge academia and practitioners, we have to team up, we have to come together. Research has to inform action, and action has to be informed by research. This also links uh, nicely to all the research and the TED Talks and the book of Hans Rosling, Factfulness. We humans are too often driven by emotions. Uh, don't get me wrong, emotions are great uh, at home, but maybe at the workspace, if you really have to create one 10 million project, you shouldn't go for emotions, you should go for facts. You really have to push you to step back and look at the whole picture, look at the data, which are the main drivers of deforestation, which are the main drivers of poverty, and based on this data, make a decision. So that's the reflective dimension. And the final dimension that we added in the book is the implementing dimension. This dimension is about delivering tangible shift, so making the change happen. And at IDH, we have learned that to really change the system, you have to change three areas. You have to change it at the field level, of course, at, at the end of the day, at the farmer level, at the forest level, things need to change. But to make sure that this change is sustained on, over time, you really need to also change 
the way business operate and the way government policies and government in general operate. So you have to implement changes in three areas, at the field level, at the business level, and the government level. And they are interlinked and interdependent. And at the same time, they have different speeds. So the, the speed of change that you can achieve at the field level is not the same as the speed of change you can achieve in the government and in the business. In different countries, is not the same. So maybe at the field level in India, you do things very quickly, but at the field level in Rwanda, it takes three times more time. So that's the challenge of, of, of this dimension, how you can work with such three different areas and changing them at the same time. And of course, this is not really controlled centrally. It's not a step-by-step approach that can be controlled by headquarters in New York or headquarters in Utrecht. Uh, that's not the case. You just have to go with the flow. Uh, so you, we like to imagine uh, like a flock of birds. We are all flying together in the sky. It's many of us, and we don't know even how, we are flying towards the same direction. This messiness is, at the end of the day, the art of collaboration. The art of making this shift happen at the same time. And you don't know how, but you get there. So these are the five dimensions that we explain in the book. As I said at the beginning, the five are needed at the same time. And that means that we, you start with the five and you end with the five uh, to achieve systemic transition. And beyond that, which is already complex, it means that they all evolve over time. For instance, the coalition that you built at the beginning, it changed. The player changed, and it has to change because the power shift, the priorities shift. So you have to be constantly changing within each dimension. And at the same time, the dimensions also impact each other. So for instance, whereas the, the first dimension that I mentioned, the relational dimension, is about making things personal, is about seducing, is about bringing enthusiasts into the partnership. The dimension about uh, finding structures, the institutional dimension, is about making things impersonal. So from one side, you are trying to make things personal with your coalition building, but from the other side, you have to make them impersonal to bring the structures that are needed. Many of us, we are prone to one dimension more than the other. For instance, for me, maybe because I'm Spanish, I am a very social person. So for me, the relational dimension is very important. But at the same time, because I'm a researcher, the learning dimension is very important. So for me, when working towards systemic change, I will be more prone to work on these two dimensions. Whereas other people who is maybe very well organized and they need a lot of structure, they, they will think, well, without structure, this is not going to work. So it is important to recognize to which dimension you are more closely related because this is, can be a weakness. So you have to partner uh, with the right players and you have to make sure that the five dimensions are on play, the five dimensions are leading at the same time. We hope that this helps put a, a framework on, uh, on what we do and also it brings into light things that maybe we are doing less. And even internally at IDH, uh, several of my colleagues said, hey, Carla, this book has already helped me because I realized that actually I'm not doing much on the institutional dimension. And maybe that's why this last half a year, this didn't work. So it helps uh, practitioners 
uh, reflect on what they are doing, but even more importantly, uh, reflect on what they are still not doing or not, not focusing enough. And we believe that it will help us all uh, get better in this collaborative transformation. And we um, believe that this reflection, uh, this common language, uh, will help all of us uh, do deeper discussions to, and at the end of the day, have more uh, powerful actions uh, to address this wicked problem that is sustainability. So the better we understand these dimensions, the quicker we would get into solving sustainability issues, which are everybody's problem, but often nobody feels responsible enough to, on their own, take this challenge. Thank you for tuning in this month. If you're hungry for more, download our ebook via the link in the description or visit the website www.artofcollaboration.org. Enjoy the holidays and you'll hear back from us in 2019.